All right, and we're recording. This is episode 10. Craig, we reached double digits of peaked in college. How do you feel? Um, pretty speechless. Yeah, clearly. But I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. How do you feel, David? I feel great. I feel accomplished. I feel great to get to double digits. You know, the people never thought we could make it here. Yeah. Um, but, but here we are. Uh, we're on our road to triple digits now, and we welcome on in this very special episode Mr. Ben Schultz, welcome, Ben. Thank you guys for having me. It's a it's a pleasure to be here on such a monumentous episode for you guys. It's it's a true underdog story come true, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Yeah, hopefully someday you can uh, open up the old YouTube app and then show the grandkids about this one. Yeah, it'll it'll break it'll break some records. Oh yeah, Ben is a is another good example of someone who who peaked in college. He was Katie Light in pickup game. He was the goat person giving tours of the business school. I don't even remember what you call that anymore. He, he was in Brokels and he's also a spike ball champion. That, that is a pretty impressive so ben, resume. Yeah. So Ben also peaked in college. So it's fitting. Yeah. Big time. Uh, the spike ball championship. It's funny that you bring that up. I, I don't frequently reference that on my list of greatest achievements, uh, beating one team to win the intramural championship, but Hey, uh, nobody has to look at the records flights fly forever. So. Dude, it does not matter how many games it took to win. It does not matter. It's, what matters is that you have that shirt hanging up in your closet that you'll wear forever. So congratulations. And, and tell the grandkids. <laughs> and tell the grandkids about it. When you tell the grandkids about it, you beat about 14 teams on your way to the championship <laughs> and, uh, and beat a bunch of Division One athletes in the championship. So. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the Brian Scalabrini post-2008 finals interview where he's like, shoot, I'm going to tell my grandkids I want MVP. Like, yeah, that was a classic interview <laughs> for, for underdogs everywhere. Because that, that like snobby reporter was like, uh, how does it feel to win a championship even though you didn't do anything? <laughs> he had a great response. I would not have had such a great, calm, composed response. I would have just like snapped on the dude for sure. Those guys are so good, though. Like Brian knows that like he could just destroy anyone in basketball, you know, besides the best of the best. You're just on first name first name basis with Brian Scalabrini, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's my grandfather. The white mamba, right? Is that his yeah. name? Yeah, exactly. I, I hated to detour it down this way, but have, have either of you followed? Did you follow the scallenge when that was going on on YouTube? Negative. Oh, you have to check it out. So some, a bunch of dudes were chirping him, saying that he was trash at basketball. So he put out an open challenge to everybody in the New England area to play him one-on-one. And he reviewed a bunch of film and played five guys and they did a YouTube series about it. And he's just like, he's playing like D one level athletes and just trashing them one-on-one. And he, he has a great quote that came out of it as he's chirping these guys late in the game. And he's like, I'm way closer to LeBron than you are to me. And (laughs) I feel like every, every time I'm watching a Drake basketball game and I'm like, why did you miss that shot? I'm like, oh, timeout, timeout. This dude is like closer to Brian Scalabrini than I am to like, an athletic trainer on the team. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I I feel like I've seen like clips of that. I don't know if it was like Facebook or Twitter or wherever I saw them, but like I should watch like start to finish because those videos are good to remind people to humble people, I guess, like from, from the fans that sit there and watch on TV and think that like the, the last guy on the bench is trash. When in reality, like he would school any, any normal dude, like any day of the week. I remember, like, like even the walk. What, what's the walk on that broke his leg at Drake? What's his name? I guess I don't even know if he's on the roster still. But like, he averaged like twenty five points per game in like Iowa, and was like 
a Mr. Basketball candidate, like just insane. Yeah. And like, and then, they didn't, didn't get a scholarship and like, yeah. Then people like me are at the game and they're like, dude, that dude's trash. If he can be trash. on the team, I can be on the team, you know, <laughs> like, that's what's sad about it is like, yeah. anyone of those dudes would beat me. And it a tough loss for Drake this week. Dude, but, Drake, Drake basketball really just puts me through the whirlwind of emotions. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful that they're good now. I'm pissed that they weren't good in the six years that I was there. Um, but, but I am grateful that they're, they're relevant now. Um, I haven't been following up with the women's team too much, but I have been following a little bit with the Oklahoma women's team. Shout out Jenny Baranchek. She's balling over there at Oklahoma. Chantel and Keith. style too. Yeah, dude. They're, they're like top 10 now, I think. They're, they're legit. Yeah, yeah it's good. Good for her. I, I like to think that we inspired her and, and you know, we made her, her rethink lots of things on the court. I think so too. I, I like to think that you and I kind of changed your coaching philosophy yeah. and helped her get that next big ticket. You know, like my last uh, women's practice, I sat down in her office, we had our exit interviews and um, you know, after she handed me my paycheck, I just, I just told her, you know, Jenny, I think you can, you know, you're capable of so many big and great things in life. And I just worry that the blue and white is holding you back. Uh, so, you know, after that, I called, uh, the AD over at Oklahoma and I was like, you know, I think you should give Jenny a shot. And, uh, next thing you know, she's top 10 in the country. So, wow. Be yeah. blue no more. How many people know that, but now whoever watches this will know. So if she ever yeah. wins a natty, do you get a ring? Yeah. She already promised that. So there you go. I, I already got fitted because that's how much faith I have in Jenny, Chantel and Keish. Did Chantel go too? Yeah. Wow. I know. Good, good for them. I know. I miss, I miss practicing basketball and being in decent shape in my life. And now I just walk like a hundred yards and I'm short of breath. <laughs> Running to crack grandmas on the road. Yeah. It's pretty pathetic. Speaking of that, actually, I walk like to and from work at least most of the way. And I was curious of, of, of what you guys thought of this concept. Um, when you're walking, do you consciously think of like the cracks and trying to avoid them when you walk? I was thinking that today and I definitely like avoid the cracks, you know, cause I love my mom and everything and I want her to be as healthy as possible. All the time. I mean, literally like, and it is, it is not even a subconscious thing. Like I am consciously avoiding cracks and I realize it's dumb, but it's just a part of who I, even when I'm running too, which has resulted in like a few slip and falls. Cause you're like, whoop, gotta like place the foot weird here, but uh, you cannot step on a crack. No, nothing will ever make me do that to my mom. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Ben. What about you, Craig? It feels weird. Yeah, no, I, I, I avoid it. Not, not even because of my mom. I mean, I, I mean, I love my mom, but like, I, I don't actually think that like she's gonna break her back if I step on a crack. But I, I do it because if I step on a crack with my right foot, then I feel like I have to do it with my left foot, and then I feel doubly bad. And it's just, it's just a cycle I don't want to go down, so I just avoid it. But, but thankfully, we have snow to cover up most of the sidewalks here. Could you, could you imagine, though, the feeling that you would have if you were just on the sidewalk pitter-pattering around on the cracks? And next thing you know, you get a call from your dad, and he's like, hey, mom's in the hospital. She's got a, <laughs> she's got a severed spine. You'd be like, damn, I should have avoided those cracks. And because you feel like you have to step on it in pairs of twos, you did, like, double the damage. <laughs> yeah, double, double your dad just goes, he's like, Craig, what happened? Yeah. Did I ever tell y'all about my back problems when I was a kid? No. So this is my fun fact. So I had a bunch of like back problems in middle school from tennis and like over swinging and stuff like that. And so I had, a, I had uh, an x-ray done in my back and I'm actually missing a vertebrae in my back. And I would be about an inch taller if I had that vertebrae. So I was, I was born without a vertebrae. 
the disc is just like gone. Or I, I guess I don't know the science term. You think you would have went D1? Oh, what about went D, D0 straight to the NBA? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe it, dude. You're an intramural champion at Drake, so you were basically like one step away. So if exactly, you had that extra vertebrae, yeah. you're right there. Exactly. Would have been the WNBA star instead of Gray Squad. You would have been the new white mamba. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's that is crazy. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why you've never told me that. Like, I've known you for like seven years and you've never mentioned yeah. that once. Yeah. You're just afraid I, I, I'd, I ma- I'd make fun of your scoliosis or what? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to be made fun of for my, you know, I, I don't feel like disability, but, you know, my, 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 birth, my birth defect. Your disability does not define you, Craig. Yeah, exactly. You're a great man. Thank, thanks, David. You too. Okay, that's enough of this talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this weekend upcoming, uh, so obviously right now we're recording. I'll post it later tonight, but it is uh, February 8th. Um, and this weekend is a big one uh, for basically one reason, one reason only that I can think of, uh, and that is the Super Bowl. Can you guys think of any other reason why it would be like a big upcoming weekend? I, I got nothing. Winter Olympics. Yeah. Winter Olympics, yeah. Half pipe. Trade deadline. Trade NBA deadline. trade deadlines wrapping up. So we got to, you know, process that. Yeah, true. I was thinking that. Yeah. That's all I got. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I do think it's Valentine's Day this weekend as yeah, well. So. What, what does Jackie think about that day? Yeah, Jackie's not going to be happy about that about that one when she gets uh, nothing on, on the big V-Day, so we'll see. Have, have you pre-ordered flowers? No. Ben? Ben has. Uh, I plead oh, the fifth. Let's go. Dude, here's the problem with that, though. I actually was looking into that, and if you pre-order them, don't they just, like – so say you get them at like a normal store, you know, I don't, I don't know, maybe you guys use like 1-800 flowers or something, but if you get them from like a normal store, don't they just like prepare them once you buy them and then they just sit there? Uh, I, I don't know if either of us are like inside experts into the floral industry, but that feels like a, a good like 60 minutes that we need to do some digging on. I, I low-key am a, a, an inside expert into this because my aunt is actually a florist. <laughs> My, yeah, my, my grandpa came hey. from Denmark and See, opened a flower shop in the United States. Don't be so I will retract that judge. statement. Yeah. Okay, Craig, what's your insider information then? All right, so if you go to like a legit florist, they, I don't, they would not prepare it like way before. But like, I don't know what 1-800-Flowers is doing or what, you know, grocery stores like. But if you go to like an actual like flower boutique or like, you know, uh, someone who's like job is that and they specialize in that and they're good at it, they're not like making your flowers today if you ordered them a week in advance okay well that's good to know and maybe i'll yeah. get on top of that because if they're sold out i'm in big trouble yeah <laughs> yeah and, and I, I guess i'll have to, I have to call my 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 aunt leslie um because i guess i don't know when they they put them in the cooler maybe it's like the, the day before or something like that but it's for sure not a week because i mean that's bad for the flowers so yeah well i didn't think they really cared about the flowers or me i just thought they cared about like you know the money that comes in but yeah. yeah i guess you know that's a good point. Those mom and pop shops that they give uh, every order with a little bit of a sprinkle, a little bit of love on there. A sprinkle. Ben, what'd you order? Again, uh, my girlfriend will be listening to this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stray away from <laughs> too many details. Yeah, it's supposed um, to be a surprise, Craig. Yeah, Craig's <laughs> sorry, Craig's, Craig's uh, Valentine's Day has already cost him one relationship, so now he's <laughs> trying to cause some problems in mine. But um, uh, so. My, my parents are T-Mobile customers. I'm still on their plan. And every Tuesday, there's this T-Mobile app that like gives you random deals to stuff. And I've bought like 
really nice clothes and stuff from it. And I logged on this week and they had a deal on, on something related to, um, you know, whatever this random holiday is the day after the Super Bowl. So I decided to, uh, to take part in that, but, uh, that's as much as you're going to get out of me, Craig. Yeah. That, your girlfriend's going to love hearing that you got a discount and used a promo code on your Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> we got that. That's, Let's go. <laughs> hey, that's the only reason I think, yeah, I think they actually use like last year's roses too, and just kind of spray paint them. Um, yeah. so we'll see. It, it may be a used teddy bear too. They hold up longer that way when they spray paint them. So and that's good to hear. All fake, babe. Yeah. We'll have to bleep out that T-Mobile thing because we're actually sponsored by Verizon. So. <laughs> oh, shoot. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Verizon. He's Rookie mistake. Yeah. Ads come at the end of the show, though. So He didn't have, he didn't have the uh, list of sponsorships before he came on. <laughs> David, what are you doing? Like, are you going out for date night with Jackie? or? No, pause on that thought, but that's just reminding me. So – I'm actually going to be neutral with all my beverages until we get a beer sponsorship. So I'm not going to show whatever beverage I'm drinking until that email comes in. So, you know, we've heard from, from thousands of, of people that want to sponsor us, but we haven't heard from breweries. beer yet. So or, we're sorry, we're, we're, we're waiting on the craft. We're waiting on, on the beers. Yeah. yeah exactly. But craft distilleries have been, have been railing us. So yes. Yeah. But all right. What was your question? I'm sorry um date night with, with jackie what do you have planned or is that a secret too it's not a secret i just i don't have anything planned i mean it's tuesday am i supposed to be thinking about this already like that you guys are making me sweat this one out already <laughs> we're a week away david yeah well a week is plenty of time to think of. i'm gonna sit in in bed and ponder for the next five nights and i'll figure something out Good. And the good news is if, if you're too late for flowers, you can always use the line of like, you know, flowers are nice, but they'll die after a little while. And I wanted to do something that you would cherish longer, like, you know, memories of, you know, whatever you end up doing or, you know, whatever the gift is. So that's always a good little one to keep in your back pocket. Yeah, uh, ladies, great. I hope you bleeped out the last 15 seconds. So. I was going to say, I'm going to have to bleep that one out and use that. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Flowers, they're not worth it, babe. They die after a few days, but, uh, you know, th this uh, chocolate bar will last at least a few weeks. <laughs> Craig, do you have any plans? I do not. I got I got a free get out of jail free card because uh, Sophia's best friend, Lauren, is in town for the weekend. Oh. Um, so I guess I, on Monday we're going to, to get a cocktail. Um, we're going to a nice, cool, cool speakeasy. So that, that'll be fun. Well, I'm excited about that. But it's not like a whole weekend thing, which I'm excited about, you know. My advice to you would be to pay for not only Sophia's drink, but also her friend that is saving you from doing a whole day of that. Oh, I owe her big time. Yeah. No, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I'm going to be in so much trouble after this. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, Jane. <laughs> yeah. All right. So back to the fun stuff. Uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. What was your guys' pick uh, on, on Sunday, Sunday afternoon? What are you guys going with? Rams by 10. Ooh, a blowout. Wow. I, I think it'll be like close. I mean, I feel like it'll be like close and then they score at the end kind of thing. Okay, fine. I have an outstanding take that Matt, Matt Stafford's a Hall of Famer. Um, and so I've been this, – this year has been great for me, but he's also looked kind of bad. Like he probably should have had six more picks in these playoffs than he did. But I, this is where I draw the line. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with Joe Shiesty, and uh, I, I, I think they're going to get it done on yet another – uh, field goal to win the game. Dude, Evan Kick Fearson is a legend. That guy looks like we're going to the. Head. Looks like we're going to the AFC Championship. Just ice water. 
Yeah, that guy's a stud. Um, no, I actually like your take about Matt Stafford because I have a similar take and a pending bet uh, with my buddy. Shout out John Opine. He thinks Matt Stafford's trash, and I think he's a Hall of Famer for sure. He's got the stats to, to prove it. He's been, Now he's been to a Super Bowl. Who knows how many more? He's like 33. He's young. Still got a few years left. Like, dude, I think he's a, he's pretty much an L word for a Hall of Famer. Those Ooh. in the world know not to use the L word, so I'm not going to use it, but that's, that's basically what I would throw out there. It should be a fun game, though. I, I like there's, there's no team that I really like despise. I guess being from St. Louis, I, I kind of don't want the Rams to win just because they, uh, they, they left a lot of open wounds with their departure. But I also never went to any Rams game when I was there. So the only one I went to was when I, when I saw Peyton Manning play in the Broncos and the stadium was a quarter full and 75% of those people were Broncos fans. So um, they had a good reason to get out of town. Yeah, because I actually did not know you were from St. Louis, so that's that's interesting. I was curious what St. Louis fans, you know, what they would, uh, who they would go for. I thought maybe they would support the Rams, but I guess I'd be pissed too if they uh, skipped town and went for LA. Yeah, the the owner Cronky was trying to basically make the the taxpayers put the entire bill for the stadium, and, and had no intention of staying. And people were like, "Well, you you put a terrible product on the field," and it was very clear he wanted to leave. And everybody was like, "No, nah, we don't really care." But there, I, I don't think from what I've seen from people in St. Louis, my inside sources are saying it's not a pro Rams crowd. Okay, that's good to know. I'm going for the Bengals as well. I got Bengals money line. Um, I feel line good about six. Five? Four, I think. Four? I think, last time I checked. But um, I can't bet against Joey B, you know. Joey B just has too much confidence, and he backs it up every single week. And I love the guy. You know, he's awesome. I love seeing the clips of him all over Twitter. Um, that is something, actually, I have, like, a bunch of random screenshots that I just wanted to talk to you guys about, but that's one of them. Um, let me see if I can pull it up quick. But he basically said – all right. Joe Burrow told me if he went into an NBA game, he could get at least 12 to 15 points and knew he was going to be great because that was just irrational confidence. <laughs> Dave, I feel like Joey B is like, you're like who you want to be someday. Like who you were that, trying to be in college. Yeah, maybe. I think I was going to say, I think that time has passed for me, but yeah. Um, but like when you were peaking in college, like I feel like that's, that's the, the vibe you were going for that's usually like in drake intramurals like flag football that's usually like the drip that i would have you know just the yeah a lot of dragger but um then we got to like the regional uh games and that was very humbling for me uh that was a swift <laughs> yeah. swift kick to the groin um and then all my joey b confidence just went down the drain so that's fair that's when you transfer south and then have a, a team that's made of like 12 first round picks <laughs> are you a joey b hater no, I love him. I, I'm I'm all on the Joey B train. I'm just like his story's great, and that team was one of the I, I would, in my opinion, the greatest college team of all time. But dude, he's like the Michael Jordan of of uh, football. Like as far as like <laughs> the, the confidence and like the the ability to like go go out there and back it up, you know. Like obviously not like you know what I mean. Not the accolades or like the, the <laughs> career by any means, but like the going out there like saying, you know, we're not worried. We're just going to go do the job. And then they go out, they win. He comes to the locker room and smokes a fat cigar. Like, <laughs> like, it gives me a big Michael Jordan vibe. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. Like way, less, like way less accolades. Like Joey B is going to be a Hall of Famer, I feel like. But like he is 
not even on like the pedestal where he's goaded yet, you know? Yeah, you know when they like take, he's like a borderline top eight QB, maybe. You know when they take like podcast quotes and stuff and they like clip them and put them all over yeah. like social media, they're just gonna say like Via peaked in college. <laughs> yeah. Tiny print in the top corner. The aggregators. Joey is basically Michael Jordan. Oh. I, I have a hot take. I, I feel like the, I mean, I don't want to keep talking about the, this game, but I, I feel like the Bengals are like super overrated. And and I want them to win. Like I'm rooting for them, but I just I don't think they're that good. This sounds like a guy who's scarred by a, a pretty bad week one loss from the Vikings. Just saying. no, I mean I'm, I have, I, I mean, I was a big, I've Joey B in, in a lot of my, or my fantasy football leagues this year. I'm a big Chase fan. I like Higgins. I like Mixon. I, I love them. I just, I don't, I feel like they, they, they've gotten lucky in a lot of games. I guess maybe that's the sign of a good team, but I, I think Lux is going to catch up to them. Listen, Craig, there was one team in the NFC North that beat them, uh, and it was the Bears, not the Vikings. So, and the, the Packers and the Vikings should have beaten them too. Sure. The, wait, did the Packers lose that game? The Packers didn't win that game. Yeah. So I, say, I thought that they won that in the, the kicking <laughs> kickoff missing challenge. Yeah. Well, you don't have to. Fa- we don't fact check on this show, Craig. So yeah. Good. 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 Ch- chill out with that. All right. Chill. Especially to our guests. That's rude. Bear, yeah, bear down. Um. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited. Super Bowl. Is what, what are you guys eating for the Super Bowl? Should we do a top list for our Super Bowl snacks? Yeah, let's just do it now. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, David. Normally you do the intro. My, my bad. Okay. So as Craig just alluded to, we're going to do top three today, but we're going to do, uh, courtesy of Ben, great idea. Uh, we're going to do Super Bowl, um, things that you bring to the Super Bowl, you know, as like snacks, drinks, whatever it may be. Um, so we're going to do top three today. And as Ben is the guest, we'll let you go first. Uh, you, we usually do three, two, one. Um, so you do three and then uh, we'll go Craig, then me, we'll go around that way. That's right. I forgot that, that you guys go backwards. I was, I was like trying to think of my one. And so, all right, I, I would say my three, um, you probably want to go with like a, a dipping chip. Um, I, I think there's going to be a fair amount of dips there. And I think a lot of times people put a lot of effort into the dip and don't always remember the, the conduit from the dip to get to your mouth. So get some, get some Tostito scoops or something, be a huge hit. I was about to say, I'm not a big dip guy. Uh, so I won't compete with you guys oh. for, for dips in the top three. Um, but I can get a good idea of what a good dipping chip is. Um, and I think I would go with like uh, a Ruffles. Those are like a solid, Ooh. very sturdy chip. Really it's got that salt that is a great, probably a great accent to the dip, I would imagine. So, yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm kind of surprised you're not a dip guy. I, does that surprise you're, you? you know yeah, a, you're a drip guy, but not a dip guy. You know, you know I'm a picky either. So how does that surprise yeah, you? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Probably all right. Right. like some plain chicken or something. Anyways, I, I can go next. Yeah, you're next. <laughs> um, this is a weird one. I was craving it today, and it kind of goes with a the theme. Fried green beans. Have you ever had those? No. Okay. Well, bring, bring <laughs> some to your Super Bowl. <laughs> you're a psychopath. <laughs> what? Fried green beans were like a thing like 10 years ago. Like they, they were like all over restaurants. They were a big app. Um, and I made it in my air fryer, or I want to make them in my air fryer, and I have a recipe, and so I'm going to try them this year, so I'm pumped for that. What's the recipe? Take them out of the freezer and throw them in the air fryer? <laughs> <laughs> you make a little batter, and you make a little sauce. It's, it's going to be fire. I have had, like, uh, have you guys ever had, like, teriyaki green beans before? Yeah, those are good. Those are fire, yeah. You throw them on Green the beans are a very versatile vegetable. Yeah, they are. I like green beans, and I'm picky, so 
That's that's a tip my cap to Green Beans. Yeah. Uh, okay, that was a terrible pick, but I'm gonna go with my <laughs> number three. I'm gonna go meatballs. I think meatballs. Like, uh, have you guys ever had like brown sugar barbecue meatballs? I have not. I think that's what I would lean. Normal meatballs are okay too, but these barbecue like with a little bit of brown sugar in there meatballs are so fire, dude. And you just get those in like a little crock pot. Huge, huge hit at the Super Bowl. It's fun. Put, put the recipe in the, the YouTube link. Or in the, okay. like the comment. Not, not, not the link, sorry. But the comment. Okay. Like I said, I mean, you just, I think, put them in a crock pot, barbecue and brown sugar. I, I don't think I'm going to type that out. So if, if you guys are listening. <laughs> how, how much? Like, I don't know. You just, you eyeball it, I think, dude. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Chef David. Okay. Bang you up. What's your number two? Um, I love the, uh, the Oreo balls. I, I feel like, um, those might be a little heavy for a Super Bowl, but you need stuff that just like sits heavy and is, is sweet to counteract a lot of the savory stuff. And I'm just a, I love Oreo balls. So that's, you gotta bring something sweet and that that's goaded. Yeah. Oh, Oreo balls one. are fire. Yeah. That's a good choice. A little sweet. Cause I, I'm only going for salty, but that's yeah, I didn't know where you were going to go dessert that, uh, threw yeah. me off, but got to mix the palate it. up. No, I respect it. And I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, some weenies, Cla- classic pick here, but some mini weenies, mini, mini weenies. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big mini, mini weenie guy. Just brings you back to your college days or what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I, it's the same since college. So <laughs> I know it hasn't grown. It's okay. Yeah. Um, my number Probably two, my number two, I'm going to go chicken wings, boneless bone in doesn't matter. It's a Super Bowl party. People are going to down to get a little dirty with some bone in wings. Um, boneless is, is better for the crowd. I'd say, you know, the people, the people t- typically lean towards the boneless, especially at a party, you're trying to be clean, uh, maybe cut it up. But I think, you know, bone in for the Super Bowl just seems appropriate. Like it's just kind of, you know, get a little messy and watch, watch uh, Joey B toss some touchdowns and, and that's how it goes. This, this may be a hot take, but I feel like boneless wings are basically just nuggets. And so you can't say that you're eating wings if you're eating boneless wings. Like part of eating wings is just like carnage on your hands and face. Yeah, I don't know. Wings, wings are really tough for me because, you know, boneless wings are like one of my favorite foods. But you're really not wrong. It is pretty much like nuggets tossed in sauce. But is there They're something great. wrong with that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is there anything wrong with it? <laughs> We learned no, a lot no. about people when we went to Jethro's in college and figured out what they ordered. But I'm, I'm with you, Ben. I'm a, a bone-in guy. <laughs> Why? Are you guys anti-boneless uh, wings at Jethro's? I am. Oh, I, I love the boneless wings. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's no shade in that game. I just, like, if I'm, you know, if you're saying to somebody that you're eating wings, I just have an image of, like, you're stained in barbecue sauce under your fingernails, and there's, like, a little bit on your beard. Um, and you're just in a food coma. I think if I'm in the comforts of my own home, I'm a big bone in wings guy. But if I'm out and about, I need multiple napkins, moist towelettes, <laughs> uh, you know, multiple cups of water. So, so the bone in is a tough experience in, in public, I'd say. Yeah. Especially on a date. That's not a Valentine's day meal. Oof, no, 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 yeah, no. Uh, who's up, Craig? I think it's my, my number one, oh, yeah, uh, one. number one now. And I alluded to this earlier, but I'm a huge dip guy. And I found this, this random recipe a couple of years ago. That's been a hit everywhere. I've taken it. It's, it's like a chicken cheese Southwestern dip. That's uh, basically like, like eating a just taco, but it's, 
in dip form and it's got beans and tomatoes and, and cheese. It, it's incredible. And I feel like dips are just so versatile at, at Super Bowl because you can have the chips with them. If you want to feel like you're not destroying yourself, you can like maybe dip a carrot in some dip and be like, you know, I'm, I'm counteracting a little bit, but uh, um, it, I also don't ever feel like I want to eat a full meal at a Super Bowl party. I want to just sample a lot of the things and, and the diplets you get a lot of the main food groups without just, just taking up your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds pretty good. I, I'm not a dip guy and you pretty much persuaded me, you know, so, so I'm in. <laughs> it's a good did, take. did a good job. Yeah. I'm right. also going to go with a, a dip. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big Buffalo uh, chicken dip guy. Um, not as healthy. Going to make you poop the next day, but Hey, it's, it's, it's the best in the moment. Um, that's all you got. <laughs> That's all you got to say. It's that easy. It's that good. (laughs) Does it give you like pretty painful runs afterwards or, or is it worth it? It's like the, the the hurt so good kind of pain, you know, like this is so good worth it, you know, like it's worth it on the way in. Yeah. Even though it hurts on the way out. Yeah. I I respect that. Um, All right. My number one, because we said uh, food or drink, I'm going to go beer. You got to have beer at the Super Bowl. Got to have beer at the Super Bowl party. Um, thank you for the cash money emoji. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's obviously clutch. You're the guy that shows up with a nice 30 rack. It's just a good start to the party. You know, you, the vibes are high. Um, and, and that's what I'm going with. What beer? But or do you not, if you don't want to review no it, ads, no free ads, Craig, no yeah, free bleep, ads. bleep that out, bleep that out. That is so true. Cause I feel like the host very few people bring beer. And so the host kind of feels like they're under pressure to just like supply a bunch of alcohol, which is arguably the most expensive and like toughest to suit a crowd. So if you just walk in and you're like, Hey, a little bit of stress off you. I got, I got some with me. That's a big move. Huge move to show up, show up BYOB to the party. You know, it's huge move, especially if you bring enough to share because you're right. You're right. Hosting, not only is it difficult to determine like, what is everybody going to like, but also like figuring out how much you'll need and, and supplying it, you know, the, the cash flow, it's expensive to do that. So, uh, yeah, that's a little pro tip for you guys ever showing up to a party or a get together, BYOB out of respect. Good pro tip, Dave. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. Excellent. Excellent segment. Um, shout out the Super Bowl. We're all excited. Let's see. What do I want to talk about next? Um, what about some grinds, my gears, you know, since Craig, you kind of shuffled around the order of the episode that we always do. Uh, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. My brain, but uh, you know, hopefully Ben, you showed up with some grinds, my gears, because you know, I'm going to have some Craig, I'm sure you may or may not have some, uh, but let's, let's hear some people's grinds, my gears. Well, yeah. So I, we've been talking about doing this together um, since the fall. And so honestly, I've been thinking of grinds my gears for the last couple months. Uh, and I, I only picked, put two together. One of them may not be super relevant now, but I'm sure you'll think of it at some point. So um, first of all, can either of you tell me what the farthest to the left lane on the highway is called? What do you call that lane on the left, the far left? That would be the fast lane, my friend. I would say the left lane. Okay. Um, Craig, so dude, that's sometimes, what... sometimes your creative brain just blows my mind. Dude. Like, <laughs> I, I wonder what goes on up there. And sometimes I think it might just be like a hamster running on a wheel or something. Actuaries <laughs> naming things. That's yeah. a... <laughs> okay, Ben, back to you. I'm sorry What's the answer? Yeah. Well, so I, I was always taught it was the passing lane. And that's where my grinds, my gears is, is my family lives, you know, seven, eight hours away. So I, I have to drive there on the holidays. I'm usually a pretty patient guy. 
and I like road trips, but I love to just set the cruise and forget it. Um, and I hate when somebody is just chilling in the passing lane and just does not move. Um, I, I go respectful five over the speed limit, sometimes a disrespectful seven, but usually a respectful five. Um, and it, it just bothers me to no end when I have to take myself off cruise control because I feel like I'm just wrecking my ETA. Like nothing makes me happier than watching the ETA go down. And, and I was always told that left lane you're only in if you're passing somebody on the right. So if there's somebody coming up behind you, you do everything you can to get out of the way. Obviously, that doesn't apply to me. Uh, if I'm in the far left lane, you know, nobody has a right to pass me at all. That's just kind of, you know, the rules of the road. But um, that, that's a big grinds my gears. Uh, again, very relevant around the holiday time when I was traveling home. Um, and then my second one, I don't I don't know if you guys have experienced this. Have you ever seen those like ads on a phone that make it look like you can play a game, uh, but then you touch it and it like takes you to the app store? Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> Like it looks kind of so, fun and you just like swipe, swipe a little bit. And then next thing you know, you're like in the app store downloading something. <laughs> so you're, you're like in the mindset of like these next 15 seconds of my life are wasted because I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to spend them watching this ad regardless, but this game looks kind of fun. So I may as well like try to do it. You're like, sure. This is, this is simple. Like shoot this target or like move something over here. And I'm like, why not make the most of these wasted 15 seconds? And then as soon as your finger hits the screen and you see something start loading and you're like, you, who it's just the worst in the world because I, I don't have game systems anymore. Um, and that, you know, my, my main entertainment, if I want some is like the two mobile games that I play. And when one of those ads pops up, it's just, it ruins my mood. Yeah. What mobile games do you play? I'm sure you've seen the Instagram ads for that soccer game where you literally just like draw lines and it passes the ball or shoots <laughs> to people. Um, I play that game because <laughs> it's the yeah. most basic game ever. Um, and, but I have to turn it. I literally turn my phone. I take it off Wi-Fi so that ads don't load because that's just like it, it kills me because that's the app that like gives me the most of them. But uh, that's really that's really it. I get I play a, a phone game for like two weeks and I get bored with it. So. See, I think that those those like game apps are like in some sort of like Ponzi scheme where like they're all together oh. and they all put up ads throughout the throughout the games. Like no matter what one of those games you downloaded from Instagram that you were inspired <laughs> by, like you're gonna be playing and there's gonna be so many different ads that pop up every time oh, you yeah. pause in action. You're just like, oh my god, like I gotta wait out this ad, or you like try to click the tiny little X in the top <laughs> corner and then it opens up the app store and you're like, come on, dude. <laughs> Because I, I swear, I think they're all in on it together. Dude, they, they have to be. Because I, I see the same ads all the time. And the ones that piss me off are for the games where, like, somebody's playing the game so poorly that you're like, I could play this game so much better. And it's an insult to my intelligence to watch this ad of someone failing at this game. And then I'm like, no, but this is what they want. They want you to download it. And it's like they they all are like that where it's like the person who is recording this ad just is so bad at this game. I could do better, but then you're buying into their scheme. Yeah. Yeah. They're clever, man. I, th I think they like, <laughs> they're definitely on top of things. Like there's either someone really terrible playing. You're like, this looks so easy. Like I can easily dominate <laughs> this game. I'm going to try it. Or someone's really good. And you're just like, this game looks pretty fun. Like it looks like easy. Like this guy's killing it. I could probably kill it too. And yeah. Next thing you know, you got like 15 viruses on your phone. Unreal. All right. Well, well that we don't we, we don't accept ad money from those those kinds of 
apps. So no, we don't go for pop-up ads. As you can tell, you can watch a, a whole episode of Peaks in College and not have a single pop-up ad. And that's because of us, you know, we, we've stood strong. We, we've obviously had the offers out there. They've right. backed up the Brinks truck for us, but we just decided to, to refuse it because we care about our fans. For you. Um, I'll, I'll comment on your, on your first one, just because we, tr you transitioned to your second one, but, um, I completely agree. You know, people in the fast lane that don't understand how to be in the fast lane, uh, they're just scumbags. It's, it's as simple as that. Um, there's nothing worse when you're, when you're on the open road, two lane highway, three lane highway, and someone's cruising in the way left lane. And then you try to go around them in the right lane or whatever. And then they get over like last second. So you're like swerving back and forth, like, and I don't even speed anymore. Like I, I got a speeding ticket a few years back and now I'm like white knuckling it everywhere I drive and I'm nervous, you know, like, I don't know, getting pulled over is like the worst, you know. How fast were you going? Uh, it was an accident, but like 15 over. Gotcha. Yeah. We'll bleep that really out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no. I, I, <laughs> I'm asking a hard question today. Yeah. But I got, I got in trouble for it. So it's not like I'm hiding it. Like, it's probably on my permanent record, you know, like, but here's what happened. I'll tell the story very briefly because it's very memorable. But, uh, <laughs> so I was going from Des Moines back, back home to Milwaukee and it's 70 miles per hour going through uh, basically almost all the way home. But in one part, Iowa city where I live now, it goes down 65. So I was going like 79, 80. I didn't realize I was going that fast. Like now I don't do that, but, but 10 over, come on. Most of the people listening, 10 over. Nine, you're fine. 10, you're mine. Like, that's yeah. what they say, you know? <laughs> exactly. So I'm going like 80 through Iowa city. Next thing you know, there's lights behind me. There's, it's a super busy day. Like, I don't know. It must've been like a holiday or something. So I like don't want to pull over because it's so busy and there's like no shoulder. So I like keep driving the cops following me with their lights on. I keep driving until like the next exit, which like, Seems like it was 20 minutes on the road, but it was probably like half a mile. Then I pull over like down the exit. I go down the whole exit ramp and I go like down a whole other street and then pull over. Like I, they knew I wasn't trying to get away. Like they could tell, like I was like basically rolling because I didn't want them to think I was like trying to outrun them or something. But like at the time it was the first time I've ever been pulled over. Like I was extremely nervous. I also like didn't want other people to see me pulled over. I was like self-conscious about that. So I like, cold in like a secluded little area and then the cop like got out and it was like a woman and she just knocks on my, my window and she's just like yeah don't ever do that shit again <laughs> so i'm like yes, and i was like i was just trying to make sure it was safe for both of us she's like it'll be safe for both of us if you pull over right away and i was like yes ma'am looks like i'm not getting out of this one and then uh she wrote me a ticket so i thought i'd be able to like charm her you know because once she got out and it was like a woman cop i had to like this false level of confidence. David Drip, yeah. 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 I had this false level of confidence, you know, like the movies or something, but she did not go for it. And uh, yeah, that's the day that I realized that I was uglier than I thought. <laughs> oh, oh, my David. gosh. Yeah. So, that's the story of when I got pulled over and got a speeding ticket. You're welcome. Wow. I've been with Ben driving when, when he's had some road rage for sure. Are you an angry driver, Ben? So again, it, it comes from a place of just like anybody that gets in between me and yeah. Okay. Yeah. You could say that, but yeah, it, it's, it's not, it's not clean. And also like 
you know, Craig and I, I think the times we've driven together are on spring breaks, again, where there's like a destination that you're very excited to get to and everything that's, that's keeping me from that, um, honestly deserves hell. So, um, that's, that's kind of my mindset going, going into those, uh, exchanges, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not, it's not always pretty. Um, and, and I, I will agree. So embarrassing. I did get pulled over once or twice, um, and uh, it's what, always that. What do you mean once or twice? <laughs> was it once or was it, was, it, it was twice? It was it was twice. <laughs> um, uh, it was twice. But um, <laughs> one of the times it was yeah during the day, and it's one of those like I had passed a few people, you know, because they're being dumb in the passing lane, and then you just like see cars pass you that you know you passed, and they were like, "What is this guy doing?" And then you're like, "Oh, looks like karma caught up to him," and you're just sitting there like, oh, "This is the worst." Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that is brutal craig you ever been pulled over i've never been pulled over good boy, I'm a good stellar boy. driver. no i'm actually a, a bad driver um but i've gotten lucky you know <laughs> i'll take it hey sometimes better be lucky than good exactly yeah i mean I, i've driven a lot with ben and, and he's a good driver it just cracks me up whatever he's like f this person or something like that you know <laughs> that's what happens mom <laughs> go mom if you're listening yourself. That didn't happen. Yeah. I, the only thing I said was that. Yeah. Craig's but ben, ben is a very good driver. I'll, I'll vouch for him. Yeah, he's day? a good driver, but he uses really naughty words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shoot. I was just going to say, when, like, when you're late for something, that's when my road rage comes out. Like, even when other people really aren't doing anything wrong, like, it just makes me like, freak out when I'm late. It, yeah. It's my own fault. Like I'm running late for a tea time or something. You know, someone does the, the littlest inconvenience to me and I lose my mind for sure. So I'm sure it doesn't surprise either of you, but usually how I roll. I, I don't want to distract too much from the grinds of my gears, but I do have one quick speeding story too. Uh, so shout out Kevin Von Carber. I was in the car with him. We were coming back from uh, uh, Minnesota, um, his, his parents' place up there. My car had broken down twice on the way back um, and we ended up having to leave it in a random small town in Minnesota to get fixed because it could not be driven back. Um, so I was having a terrible day already. And then we get in KVC's car um, and, and he's making great time though. Homie is just booking it down the highway. And there were a couple of times where we looked at him and we were like, Hey dude, you might want to like slow down a little bit. And he's like, no, no, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. And then all, all of a sudden, you know, sure enough, the, the high beams come on and, and he's like, oh, well, dang it, dang it, dang it. And pulls the car over and, uh, you know, I, I, I always heard, you know, if, if a cop comes up and asks you, if you know how fast you're going to just like play dumb, but the, the guy comes over, rolls down the window. He's like, son, do you, do you know how fast you're going? And KBC's just like, yeah, yeah, I was, I was speeding. <laughs> we just, it was just the biggest like, dude, what is going on? Yeah, you're supposed um, to be like, no, no, <laughs> officer, my speedometer says 65. Yeah, no, he was just like, he was just like, yeah. Yeah, not exactly, but pretty fast, pretty fast. <laughs> He's like, sir, take me away. Yep, you know, just uh, I write the ticket. I'm guilty. So that that was a, that was a funny moment. Kevin Von Carver, world champion, uh, heavyweight chess boxer. <laughs> pretty crazy. World champion at, at getting out of speeding tickets, too. Yeah, or getting yeah, himself get into one. one. Yeah. Craig, do you have any grind to my gears? Probably should wrap it up relatively soon here. Yeah, I've, I've got one quick one. Um, I live right by Trader Joe's. You know, it's dip season. It's football season. I like Trader Joe's. 
you know, some things there are expensive. Like I almost paid $15 for a pack of blueberries, but I decided not to. But, but there are some good things at Trader Joe's and I, I will vouch for them as long as you're smart. But do you want to know what Trader Joe's does not have in the store? Queso. They have no queso. They have 18 different salsas, 18, but no queso except for some cashew cheese dip. That grinds my gears. <laughs> See, the problem with most of your grinds my gears is yours are like things that you could just put on Yelp or something instead of like bringing to the show. You know, <laughs> you're like, they were not stocked with queso. I'm super. No, they don't, it's not even that they weren't stocked. They didn't even have queso. Like, they don't have any products. It wasn't even like an empty space for it. No, like they don't carry any queso. Yikes. I don't yeah. shop at Trader Joe's because I'm not Bill Gates, but uh, yeah. I'm glad that uh, you have good good experiences there for the most. I, I live a block away from it, David. It's- yeah, this was a subtle flex by Craig that he makes money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, eh, I was at Trader Joe's for the third time this week and they still had no queso. <laughs> Next door, I go, I like, like, oh, I'm hungry. I want something. I go get it, you know? Yeah. What did you say, Bezos? <laughs> what do you got david i don't know obviously i have a few um the one that pops into my head that that was inspired by ben is just slow walkers i'd say you know similar similar thing uh i uh, park my car somewhere um undisclosed location um because i'm trying not to get towed but i park my car there and then i walk the remainder of the way to work um and people that walk in front of me which is rare usually it's a open open sidewalk for me uh at six in the morning but when there are people there and they're walking very slow and you like, don't want to be that guy that like squirts around them, you know, like sometimes on campus, you could just like walk around someone cause you're in a rush to class or something. They understand. But like, you know, when you're just like pushing somebody out of the way, it's like basically a one person sidewalk. Like it's just real awkward, especially in the middle of the winter when there's like tall uh, mounds of snow on each side, you know, it just makes it difficult. Then I'm sitting there just like checking my watch. I'm running late. I'm standing behind this person. Like, it just like really starts my day off on a bad note. And the, the worst thing about that too is I feel like when you're trying to pass someone, like most of the time you have to just walk like an unreasonably fast pace to get past them so that you don't seem like you're just like entering their bubble or stalking them or something. So you have to hit like basically a jog to get past them. And then they're over here looking at like, look at Speedy Gonzalez over here. Like, where do you have to go? And you're yeah. like, I'm just, I'm just trying to walk my speed, man. I know. And they're just like, dude, chill out. And, and you're right. Like what, when you're walking behind like a woman, you're trying not to be that guy that's like right behind them lurking in the, in the shadows. Yeah. So you're like, all right, now I got to speed up. Now they're going to be worried that I'm like jogging behind them. So you, usually I give them like a, a little cough, let, let them know I'm there, you know? So, and then you just work your way around them that way. So. And it's, it's even worse when like you make, like you make an effort to make noise and they like don't notice either they're, you know, deaf or have, you know, like headphones in or something. It's like be aware, be aware of your surroundings, you know. And they still jump, like when you walk past them, even though yeah. you like try to make it very obvious that you were coming. Yeah, grinds my gears. Yeah, like today, this is unrelated, kind of, but another walking story. Like I was on my way home, and it was like a beautiful fifty degrees here in Iowa City today. From on my way home, and the way that the like crosswalk works, where I cross, is when my crosswalk thing turns on the people across from me have a green turn arrow. So they turn in front of me. Does that make sense? So the problem is when there's like 10 cars deep, I have to like 
slowly, awkwardly walk so that the cars go because nobody has enough respect to wait for me. I've tried that. It doesn't work. One guy was in front of me like the first time I was there and the car almost nailed him. They didn't stop for him and he flipped him off. And I was like, lesson learned. I don't think I'm going to try that. So, uh, so that's, it's terrible timing. I get, I finally get the walk signal. They get the green arrow. So I got to like awkwardly do it. Well, today I awkwardly walked like I normally do like five or six cars zoom past me. One car stops and waits. There's like five cars behind him. So then I pick up a light little jog and I jog through the rest of the sidewalk. But instead of going like my normal route, I try to like, just get off as soon as I can huge mud puddle. So my boots are just like covered in mud. Then I'm like frolicking around in like a little water puddle that was like melted ice, trying to like get the mud off my boots. And people were probably driving past like, why is that grown man frolicking around in the puddles? Like he is a little girl in the meadows. Like it was just a bizarre situation. And now my boots are covered in mud. So we uncovered a lot of grinds my gears here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big venting session. It's good. It's good to let off let off some steam, you know, when you get together with the guys. So I'm uh, I'm glad we're able to to get this off our chest. And now David gets to take his take his boots to out of laundry or out of unit laundry tomorrow. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I gotta go down two flights of stairs, pay like eight dollars to put put my boots in the tumble dry low and get them cleaned off before work. Unbelievable. Mm. All right. What do you say we wrap it up? It's been a good session. It's been good. Thanks for coming ben, on, Ben. Ben, we got to have you back, man. It, it was a fun episode. I think things uh, things went well. I, I enjoyed having you on. It was it was nice chatting with you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm I'm glad we're even talking about a second date at this point. I was a little nervous, but uh, yeah, it was always a blast to talk to you guys. It was fun. Yeah, I would I would like a second date. I think maybe episode 100. We'll have you back. Uh, we yeah, think? no. Next Valentine's Day. Are you free like uh, 2026? Spring. I cannot think of. Yeah, anything anything I would rather do. Okay. We'll see you then. We'll, uh, we'll get a hold of your uh, secretary. They get a hold of us um, and our secretary, and we'll get something figured out. That sounds perfect. All right. Sounds good. This was episode 10 of Peaked in College. Thank you all for listening.